0: Thanks for listening to WDET 1019 FM and WDET.org online. This is Detroit Today. I'm your host, Sandra Swoboda, and we are devoting an hour to Detroit elections and politics um, here. So in a few moments, we're going to take a little bit of a national perspective. We're going to chat with Erin Los-Cotrero. She's the founder and the executive director of of She Should Run. It's a nonprofit uh, aiming to have more women in elected office. Um, but first, we are going to talk about whether Virgil Smith uh, should be running for office. He's got um, some problems uh, getting on the ballot and uh, with his felony conviction. So it's it's happening in District 2. Uh, he... Virgil Smith finished uh, second in the primary, uh, ousting the incumbent, George Cushenberry, who finished third. And we talked with Rick Pluta, the Michigan Capitol Bureau chief, about what happened in that race. So here's that conversation that I had with Rick.
1: Virgil Smith made a uh, plea deal that uh, he was uh, he uh, uh, pleaded guilty to um, shooting at his ex-wife's car and it was a felony. As part of the plea deal, he agreed to resign his state Senate seat and not to seek another elected office for five years, the duration of his probation. Well, when it got into it, the judge said, you know what, there I, I see a separation of powers issue here that the judicial branch shouldn't be telling a legislator that you have to resign. The and judge so- The
0: judge in approving that plea agreement that was struck between the Wayne County prosecutor and Virgil Smith and his attorney.
1: The judge approved the sentencing part of the plea agreement, but vacated the part of it that dealt with uh, Virgil Smith's political career. And so uh, Wayne County prosecutor Kim Worthy challenged that, went to the Michigan Court of Appeals and said, well, we want to be able to withdraw the plea. The judge won't let us, but we want to. But 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 we want to go back and, and, and start from square one. And the Court of Appeals said, well, you know. Virgil Smith still volunteer, voluntarily resigned from the legislature, so that issue is moot, and we have no reason to believe that he's going to run for anything else, and so that issue is moot. So, lo and behold, into that vacuum, uh, Virgil Smith files to run for the city, for the Detroit City Council, and now he's one of the top two winners in the primary, which means. He's headed for the November ballot. So Kim Worthy has now gone to the state Supreme Court. She just filed the papers last week saying we need to act quickly by the middle of next week so that because that's when the uh, ballots need to be approved, that the language goes to the printer. And we need to have a decision so that either Virgil Smith can withdraw from the race before the uh, ballot is printed. Or at the very least, as this case goes forward, voters will know that there's some possibility that Virgil Smith will be forced to quit either the race or the city council if, in fact, he's elected. So that's, that's where things stand right now.
0: Okay, so I'd like to let the listeners know. We did invite Wayne County prosecutor Kim Worthy to come on the show. She respectfully declined, but we will when there's a decision on this, we will reach out to her again and hopefully have her explain um, beyond what's in the filing, what some of her motivations were, and what this means. So, but let's talk about what this means for for voters. They're the ones who are represented mm-hmm. by whoever wins this seat. and but they're also the ones who returned Virgil Smith potentially to office, at least you know, by having him finish in the primary to appear on the November ballot. So let's talk a little bit about the voters in this situation, Rick.
1: Sure. That's why Kim Worthy says that she filed this, which is voters need to know that either voters deserve either certainty that Virgil Smith belongs on or off the ballot or at the very least deserve to know that there's some possibility that Virgil Smith, should he be elected, could be forced out of office. That's where it stands vis-a-vis the voters, um, I, I will point out that vis-a-vis law enforcement that, uh, you know, in 30 years of covering the state capitol, that I've seen plenty of these instances where state lawmakers run into trouble and make these plea deals that include them resigning from office. If this is, in fact, allowed to, uh, allowed to stand, then uh, that will change how lawmakers who run afoul of the law or are accused of it um, are, are dealt with by prosecutors.
0: Uh, Rick, I don't want you to describe everything you see along that memory lane, but if you could give us something (laughs) that's similar, has there been a case like this? What's, What's closest to the Virgil Smith situation in Michigan political history?
1: You know, I I can't really think of one where a lawmaker has been accused of a violent offense. Um, usually, it's uh, some type of uh, public corruption. Uh, but uh, there was an instance in the uh, 1990s where a uh, lawmaker from Macomb County was convicted of multiple drunk drivings, and uh, he was sentenced to jail, and there was this issue of, whether 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 or not it was fair to his constituents that he's sitting in jail while the legislative session is uh, going on. Eventually, he resigned. He rescinded his resignation. He rescinded his resignation. And then he resigned again and, and served out his sentence. That's kind of the closest I can come to Uh, on this. I'm not remembering one about whether or not someone could actually appear on the ballot. Now, we did run into this. There wasn't a criminal conviction, but when um, Todd Corser and Cindy Gamret were removed from office in the last session, they were expelled from the State House of Representatives in one case. The other one resigned on the point of being expelled. And they ran again uh, for their old seats and lost in in the primary. But their were no criminal implications there.
0: So we've spoken about Virgil Smith's kind of criminal record here. What was he Mm -hmm. like as a legislator? What maybe could voters expect from him on the city council?
1: Um, well, one of the issues that he was uh, very engaged in was uh, auto insurance, although his positions were a bit controversial, that he was willing to align himself with Republicans uh, on deals that were you know, meant to help bring down uh, auto insurance rates uh, in cities like Detroit, but at the expense of uh, benefits that Michigan doesn't uh, cap medical benefits uh, f- uh, when people are injured in uh, auto crashes. And he was willing willing to uh, he was willing to uh, talk about that
0: all right well that's certainly an issue here now in the city and we expect it to be in this fall election season Rick Pluta the Capitol Bureau Chief from Michigan Public Radio Network thanks for joining us on Detroit today pleasure all right coming up we're going to talk to the founder of she should run a political advocacy group for girls and women stay with us on Detroit today